and welcome back again to another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Barry 3D, and on my side, I have my cousin, the man, the myth, the legend, the DJ that's got you rocking on these cold nights, and if any baby making is happening, well, it could be because of him. Who am I talking about? The one and only... Rod C. Yo, DJ Rod C is here. What's going on, people? We're going to have some good times tonight. If you're doing any baby making, listen, um, wow, we might have to come a character for baby making. And um, now this guy just dropped this on me like that. Holy Toledo Batman. I'm out. Deuces. I don't know. You know, I'll say this real quick. I mean, let's just wait, right? Switch on Wednesdays. That's when Rod's playing, man. Oh, yeah. He's playing the R&B and the hip hop and the old school stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mondays, Monday, Sunday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm so flabbergasted. The man just said, you know that, and now I'm trying to think of a character. Do we bring in Summers, uh, Scott Summers, because he's just uh, like having multiple yeah, problems. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, he, he ain't a good father figure. He ain't. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, no, yeah. Well, he, he's more well, or less to love him and leave him. Sometimes it seems right. That's, mm, that's caused his problems. So we, we'll, yeah, okay. We'll come back to that one. We'll come back to that one. Right on. Right on. Back to one of our older episodes. Like, uh, <laughs> Go back to our Star Jammers episode, and you'll see how we uh, talked about some of the Summers line, or, or where we talk about Bishop and and, and, oh and Cable. And, yeah, yeah, just, oh just gosh. Cool. right, right. Uh, <laughs> so we will get right into it. You, as usual, you know where to find us. The links are mm-hmm. down below. For myself, it's Barry3D.com. That's my website. Find all the links to this and any other show that I'm doing. Uh, quick shout out to the comic book stores that support us. That's Check Swings out in Montreal and Well Comics out in Kitchener. You know, thank you very much. Rod, real quick, where Let's can go. they find you? Listen, you can find me on the World Wide Web on the Instagram at Mr. Rod C, M-R-R-O-D-C. You can also find me on the Twitch at DJ Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out here having some fun. Um, we're out here. We're out here. Let's, let's, let's do this. Listen, as you can see, we got one more person we got to say a shout out for. Who can that be? You know who it is. If you need any kind of work done for your social media posters, your business, whatever it is, no matter what it is, if you hear about this man on the Iconist podcast and you tell him that, he'll give you a discount. But you need to know his name. Rod, who are we talking about? Jay Bird Digital Art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. Let's go. That's right. You reach out to him, you let him know you heard about it on the Iconist podcast, and he'll hook you up with a discount on any work you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends of the show, thank you, Jay, for being out there, and he's loving it every time we do his name with a reverb. <laughs> uh, last thing is Touch of Great Comedy. Touch of Great Comedy is a comedy troupe that I'm a part of, and that's my boys, uh, Zolf Ali, Dave Sokolowski, and myself, Barry 3D, you know, and we are still trucking along, going through, and we got more shows coming up. We got a show coming up, uh, and, you know, just keep an eye out on the website, you'll see we got stuff coming up all over. So, we are good. I think we're good. Happy. Mm-hmm. And today on the Iconist mm. Podcast, mm. the icon is Serpentor. Crashing through Ooh, the this. night. <laughs> Evil. Ah. Cobra. Cobra. That's this right, I command. Oh my gosh, that's the tagline. Let's get. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into that. That's we'll the it. line you need to use as a parent sometimes, because sometimes your kids don't listen to you, and you're like, clean your room. Why? This I command. I command. That's good parenting right there. Oh my gosh, so true. Yes, so true. So I know a lot of videos I've seen online. I've talked about GI Joe and talked about Serpentor, and yes, we are doing the same thing. But because this is the Iconist podcast, we are going to. Fantastic. What's fantastic? Yes, but we'll do that at the end. Yeah, stay, <laughs> stay tuned. tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, Serpentor, why Serpentor? Why not? We talked about G.I. Joe before, and with the, all the G.I. Joe movies that have come out, we've seen the characters have now been fleshed out by either great voice actors or right. great actors playing them live. And we, right. I've enjoyed the G.I. Joe movies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, come on, Hasbro, give us that universe. That's what I'm waiting for. So, we were saying, well, who hasn't really been that should be? And I went, man, I need a good bad guy. And I love a good bad guy. <laughs> and, and, and you couldn't get better. I mean, Cobra Commander is Cobra Commander. But it's a Pentor. That's next level. That's next level. That's next level. Uh, uh, you know, two G.I. Joe movies in, in the bag right now. Come on. Now, if we come up with a third one, Hasbro, we need the Pentor. Facts. We need the Serpentor, not a Serpentor, not a version of Serpentor. Mm. I want the Serpentor. Right. Head to toe the Cobra Emperor. And how you want to do it is two ways. 
Now, what's interesting about mm. Pandora is he has two origins. There's the Marvel Universe G.I. Joe comic book origin. Right. Or there's the five-part episode, Arise, the Pandora Rise. Cartoon version. We have our favorites. We've got our takes. We've got our takeaways. Here we go. Right. So, so Pentor was made, and I mean, he came out, I mean, so in the comic book for Hasbro, so for comic book, uh, G.I. Joe, a real American hero from by Marvel Comics, issue number 49, which I'm glad to say I have from the original run, back in 1986, Pentor made his appearance in issue, as I said, 49. And the idea of him coming about was, once again, the catalyst was Dr. Mindbender. Mindbender right. said, we needed to have a super soldier. Why? Because in Marvel, everyone is a super soldier. That's agree. Yep. Including the Marvel Universe. You know? And and the character was voiced by uh, Dick Gunter, you know, by Sundown in the Marvel cartoon, and then uh, Maurice uh, Lamarche by Dick Cartoon. So this is like after, what is pre- G.I. Joe the movie, the other one is after G.I. Joe the movie. Just to kind of put it in perspective there for mm-hmm. you, uh, because they change characters that way. And, and Serpentor is, he was made, so in the comic book, he was made as a super soldier. And he was made up by all past famous dictators leaders. Your, okay. you know, yeah, Genghis Khan, and uh, Tilla the Hun, and the the list goes on. Doctor Mindbender had an idea of getting all the DNA to make the super soldier. Put it together. He made this fake body, you know, a simiclone uh, that he called it. Threw it in this tank, and wanted to get the DNA to use his brainwave scanner to pull out all the military strategies from these past leaders right. to put into the body to make the ultimate super soldier, as they were calling him at the time. During this issue, though, or prior to that. Storm Shadow, the Cobra Ninja, gets shot. Oh, mm-hmm. no! He gets killed. Oh, no! Dr. Mindbender says, put that body on ice. We're going to add him to the mix. Now, here's where the differences come in. Because between Storm Shadow, who is a ninja master, granted, mm-hmm. with modern-day technology, tactics, warfare, and skill, along with Dr. Mindbender's current uh, knowledge of, of current times, with the past leaders put into that blender and and dropped on to Sepentor, brought him up to date that he was mm-hmm. a full grown man coming out of the tank with all the knowledge of everything everything that's present day, but with all the old school tactics in the past. Right. So that that was the comic book version. The cartoon version, once again, Dr. Mindbender, everybody else, they lost uh Sun Tzu's DNA. Right. And they needed to replace it. But they were fighting Sergeant Slaughter. So they got Sergeant Slaughter and they put him in place of Storm Shadow, so to speak, to get his modern day military, his proud strategies, yeah. Strategies. And so the comic book has he's he's part ninja, but in the, the cartoon, he's the greatest soldier, Sergeant Slaughter. Right. Who, by the way, follows us on Twitter. So hopefully you follow us on Twitter too on the Iconist underscore PC for the Iconist podcast. Nice. Yeah, he does. I was shocked. He, he follows us like the real Sergeant Slaughter, not someone pretending to be him like WWE. You know, get in there, maggot. <laughs> Free disease. Oh, man. <sighs> Wonderful. Wonderful. No, seriously, it's, 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 um, the combination. Of, of what Serpentor was created, uh, at least from the, so if we're going to go from the, from the, the comic, not the comic, but the cartoon aspect of it, right. they basically decided to say, okay, Dr. Mindbatter, you know, we'll get into the story. Basically, it's a whole sluice of different, you know, great, great, uh, historical, uh, figures. Julius Caesar, Napoleon, uh, Attila the Hun, uh, Alexander the Great, Ivan the Terrible, Vladimir Pollard, Hannibal, Genghis Kong, um, right, Eric the Raid, like like the the, the concept. I, I will even say this: if you look at it, that the the thought process, even as right in the story of having the ability to say that you want to now pull all these great figures, because you've always had these kind of thoughts. I wonder what would happen if Julius Caesar, Napoleon was now a you know was in this day and time. What would they do? Type of scenario. You wish you could have some. You can text. I can. I can. Use some of uh, the proudness 
of all these great, like Genghis Kong. What if I had that in my DNA? The greatest idea that, that they wrote up is to say we're going to combine all these great figures, these great generals, all these great conquerors, and put them under one in a blender? Come on! That's a great idea. That even if I think of it right now, Barry, please confirm with me. And anybody in the chat, put it down, put it down in the chat. Have you even heard of anybody doing anything else along that line? I don't recall anybody doing to the level of having so many different characters under one umbrella. That is a part that, like, woo, you hear maybe two or three, max, if anything, one to three, max. But we got, like, what, seven to ten? Yeah. That's, a, that's different. Yeah, that's different. of course, of course. You always hear about, we, we, you know, bring back this one soldier or this one person. Uh, all of them, take their brains, put it into one body, you know, a perfect specimen. Okay, so he's got the scale. So now here's here's two parts. We'll start off with my point in the comic book. In the mm -hmm. comic book, he comes out. They revive him. They put him in the tank. He comes out. You know, he's seeing light. It's like, what's your name, uh, Doctor Mindbender? Is like Serpentor. It's got a serpent name. I like it. Call him Serpentor. And he comes out and he's like, oh man, you know, the light's blind. Because at one point they're in Springfield, not not the Simpsons. Nice. Um, are they? <laughs> There's more than one Springfield in the States. Same. So at this point, mm. Cobra's taking over a town called Springfield. And that's where they, they're sitting, all their agents are, are living, you know, that double life. Uh, under, you know, uh, during the day, they all look like normal, but they're all Cobra affiliated one way or the other. Right. And he's in the Museum of Springfield. He comes to life. The lights all go out because G.I. Joe realizes that Springfield is a Cobra base, that whole town. And they go in there to invade. They cut the power. You know, lights go off, and it, you know it's Doctor Mindbender, it's Destro, it's Firefly, and it's Baroness, and uh, and they hear the tanks moving around. Someone comes out the tank, and Doctor Mindbender's like, "Who's there?" And he flicks a match, and you see the guy like, "Ah, the light." You know, my eyes are still kind of sensitive, and it's like, "Who are you?" It's like, um, "They think you called me Serpentor." Is like, oh, because they didn't realize the experiment worked. At one point, they thought the power cut off, and it didn't fully go through. Right. So no, he gets out there. And he's like, okay, I need something to wear. So he just, he's butt naked. He throws on a pair of pants. He puts on a pair of boots. He's, he's in the museum. He sees a cobra head in, in a glass case. So he breaks it. He just puts it on like a helmet, mm -hmm. right? And that's like his classic helmet that you see right now in the toy. And he just put on a robe. So he's shirtless in his first appearance. And the robe's got like two little cobra insonias on it. He gets a little pistol. He gets a, a knife. And he goes, what's going on? And they're like, and you know, one of the soldiers walk in and is like, hey, we're being attacked by this end, by G.I. Joe. They've cut the power. They've done this. They've done that. What do we do? And Spenter turns around and he goes, okay, you know what? Uh, I want to take command. Everyone's like, what? Cobra Commander's like, what do you mean? He goes, look, Cobra Commander, you don't know me, but you made me be the ultimate soldier. Let me lead this, uh, you know, uh, effort against G.I. Joe to give mm -hmm. the time for the rest of Cobra to get away. To Cobra Island, because this is when Cobra Island was just coming out. They just made the island. They were evacuating there. And and Cobra Commander's kind of like, I don't trust you, man. He goes, okay, no problem. Uh, give me this person, that person, and give me Firefly. Why Firefly? Because you know if I don't do anything right, Firefly will just turn around and backstab me and kill me. He's your insurance policy, Cobra Commander. Uh, okay. Cobra Commander's like, sure, go ahead. What do you need? I need, like, uh, four his tanks and two of this, and that's it. Very small troops against like all of G.I. Joe members coming in at this point. Right. And he's like, I got this. And they're like, really? They're like, yeah, don't worry about it. And he goes up in front and everyone's like, oh, we're defeated. What do we do? And he gets on the steps of the museum and he gives this speech like Julius Caesar get hands in the air. He gives this long speech and he gets the morale of these soldiers all like, we'll follow him. And Cobra Commander sits in the background going, oh, this could be dangerous. Uh, this 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 can really be dangerous. I need to have, yeah. Make sure he doesn't get off this. Uh, he doesn't leave Springfield. Right. Make sure he's assassinated. I think I'm not sure if he told Bar uh, Firefly or Zartan, but it said make sure he doesn't get away. You know. So Spender goes out there and he fights back. All of GI Joe diverts their attention to an airfield, thinking, "Oh, Cobra's trying to escape by the airfield. Chase him down. We don't know who this man is." And he had all these tactics. And the reason he got the soldiers behind him is one soldier got shot, and he ran out there in a hail of bullets, yep. picked up the soldier, brought him back on his shoulder, dropped him down. Everyone's like, what, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're leading this. He goes, no, a good leader knows how no person should sacrifice themselves 
you know, uh, every life is important for a good leader. We leave no man behind. Right. Hold up. Did you just tell me <laughs> that the bad guy said no life is worth leaving behind? Think about that. That's usually a good guy saying. Right. Right? That's a good guy saying 100%. Leave no soldier behind. You would expect Storm Shadow, not Storm Shadow, sorry, Snake Eyes to go out there and save Scarlet because he's done it. Right. You would expect uh, Stalker to go out there and save some of this. They've done it. You would expect Flint and Lady J. If you follow the G.I. Joe by Marvel Comics, they've done it. They've gone against orders to go and save their fellow Joes mm-hmm. when they've been captured and, and gone for a year. They've done it. But we've never heard of the enemy. Cobra Commander's like, oh, you've been shot? Talks to me, you. Hello? Escape. <laughs> Don't hear that from Destro. Mm-hmm. Destro would at times. Like he's got that character that he would. But Cobra Commander, no. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Zartan, if you've been captured, you'll go back and get you. Right? But but no one, like Cobra Commander would never say, oh, geez, uh, let me risk my life going in the field of battle, being shot at, and save that one Listen. soldier that's been wounded. Yeah, yeah. Cobra Commander is like, save your leader. Save me. That is all he is. Like, save me. I am the head of this team. I'm the head of this organization. Save me. You yes. cannot live without your glorious leader. Save me. That's Cobra Commander. Absolutely. Picture Cobra Commander on a chessboard. Cobra Commander is the king. But understand, the queen is the one that can do most of the damage. The, the knights can do most of the damage. Even the pawns got to take a hit for the king so he doesn't get in checkmate. The king can only move, what, one space? The queen can go down on a diagonal as long as she wants to go. Right. Well, you know so, chess. You know chess. I don't even know about that. Okay, cool. Oh, um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm not the player. Club. Oh, I'll, I'll stay over here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that explains why I was single as a teenager in high school. Oh, so. shoot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Between that I, and Dungeons and Dragons, I, 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 I wrote my own future. But it's okay, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he made it out. He made it out. He made it I've out. I've gone from one side to the other side where I'm on stage doing comedy and I've got a family and I'm good. And I've still, <laughs> and here we are doing a podcast on what? Nerd culture. So who's winning now? Checkmate. Oh, stop. Right? And we got to talk about that in DC Comics. Checkmate. I like that group. Okay. So. Ooh, facts. Facts. Right. So that was his whole thing. He got the troops behind him. He did everything he needed to do. That was one rallying point. Mm-hmm. The other rallying point is he's on the tanks. He's giving orders. He gets shot in the shoulder. I was like, oh, no. He's like, what are we? We're, we're not pansies. He walks over. He pulls out his knife, puts it over the flame, pulls the bullet out by himself out of his own shoulder, and then cauterizes the wound with the hot knife, bandages it up himself, and says, what? One bullet can't stop Cobra kind of speech, you know. Come on. I'm still standing. We're still fighting. Everyone's like, yo, there's the greatest uh, leader ever. Right. Keep in mind, he's not even his classic outfit. He doesn't even have the air chariot at this point. As I said, he's out there with a, a, a helmet, a cape, mm-hmm. a pair of pants, and a pair of boots, a pistol, <laughs> and a knife. There's no shirt. No bulletproof vest, and he's leading from the front, fighting as much as everybody else. Now, this super soldier did hold off G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. This super soldier did turn around and save Cobra because their exit plan was their base was under Springfield, and they were evacuating from the high school football field oh, yeah. and not the airfield. You're not the airport that G.I. Joe fought. So he got all of them to distract and go one way. Now, the smart thing he did is when he was walking out, he said hi to Dr. Mindbender, of course, Destro, of course, Firefly. Hey, follow me. If I don't you know, put up for him, you can put a bullet in the back of my head. That's your insurance policy, Cobra Commander. By the way, Baroness, you look nice. He <laughs> nice. flirted with the Baroness. He got all those troops on his side. Then he worked out his plan to say, hey, we got to airlift the rest of these troops and get them to, to freedom. And they're like, what? You even organized an escape plan for us? And Cobra Commander's still going, yeah, we got to kill him. We got to kill him. We can't let this guy get back to Cobra Island because yeah, I can see him usurping my uh, leadership. But of course, they, you know, he, did, he wanted, first he wanted to leave him. And then Baroness is like, no, 
you're going back, Cobra Commander, and you're getting the soldiers, click, click, and you're also picking up some Pentor. Uh, yeah, I was going to leave them behind. I mean, rude of me. Who do you think I am? Yeah, I wasn't planning that at all. Rats, they found me out. Right? Listen, the biggest thing I laugh about this, or uh-huh. as hilarious as that, he was technically just awoken and born. How long ago? And he's already taking, and he's already like, already to the part of like saying, give me a robe, uh, 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 give me a shirt, I'll be, I'll be right back. And, and taking charge and leading and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that is a very, that's a, a super soldier, it's a super soldier, uh, tactics to the, to the forefront. And you're just basically seeing that, hey, um, this is not your average, uh, leader. Yeah, no. we like him. We, we don't know who this guy is. And he's just like, wait, who's, who's that guy taking the charge? Is that the new boss? Is that the boss man? Is that the boss man? Yeah. Oh, snap. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> right? That, that was the beauty of it. And then he got everyone on his side. So even at the end of the issue where they're flying off, at the end of issue 49 or, or 50, 50 was a double-sized issue. The, mm-hmm. You know, so 40, they're flying off. And they're like, man, G. you know, they all escaped. G.I. Joe's like, oh, well, we took a beating there. I don't know who that person was leading them, but that guy is a tactician. Good on Larry Hammer for writing that out in the in the books. And once again, Sepentor is not stupid. I like a smart villain. Sepentor stood there when they're getting to Cobra Island, and he was hugging Cobra Commander really close, saying, hey, my troops, because he loved the sound of his voice. Hey, we vanquished G.I. Joe. Here we are. We returned victorious. I was like, who the heck is that on Cobra Island? And he was standing so close to Cobra Commander that and people can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Zartan that was supposed to take the shot to assassinate him. And Zartan couldn't get a clear bead because he was standing too close to Cobra Commander. And even Cobra Commander's like, yeah, I got to call off this assassination because if he dies now, White. it's going to divide Cobra. White. Because people are going to turn around and automatically blame me for having him assassinated. Right. They're going to see through the, the BS and everyone's going to know it was me that said, yeah, assassinate him. Genius. Facts. Genius. Genius. Facts. Facts. Right? 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 I, I loved every aspect of that now the hasbro way the, the cartoon way mm-hmm. very similar as i said sergeant slaughter but they already had his outfit there they already had his air chariot made for him ahead of time All right. right a couple of times he got sabotaged by cobra commander and scrap iron he paid scrap iron to get some formula put it in there and make a, a monster at one point so it made right. dr mindbender look like he was not you know, right. He wasn't, yeah, exactly. Like he was proficient with his, his calculations and how he was setting this all up. Uh, yeah, it was, it was hilarious because Cobra Commander realized that for, from the beginning of that whole, of that whole, um, arc, Cobra Commander wanted to interfere, but he said, no, no, no. So, um, Scrap Iron was like saying, do you want to interfere? Do you want to stop him? He said, no, no, no. Let them do what they're doing. And when it fails, I will be victorious. But the problem was that every tactical stuff they were doing, getting the remains, getting all the historical DNA, basically going to all the tombs, and basically getting all the DNA from all the conquering um, uh, histories that they were trying to go for, yes, was actually working in part. It was making sense, and it was actually good. A few times that you know they might have decided, but woo, by the skin of their teeth, they were able to get what they needed. Corporal was able to get what they needed and get out before Joe's came in. But in all in all, the plan was being successful. Cobra Commander now was like realizing, yo, um, I'm expecting this guy to drop the ball, and he's not dropping the ball. This is not looking good. Uh, Scrap Iron, we need, we need to, we need to, we need to, you know, thwart this plan as soon as possible. And the only thing that did work out is that when they were going for um, the last one, when they were going for, uh, what's that, Sun, Sun Chu's DNA, Yes. That was the only one he was not able to get. Yes. And, and Mindbander was so upset with that. And he's like, damn, I, I really needed that. Because Destro was even telling him, like, yo, don't you need Sun, Sun, um, Sun Tzu? Isn't he like the most important Sun's one? DNA, yes. DNA is the most important one of all these. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But the greatest thing happened that Mindbender started to realize, wait a minute, at that last particular time when he missed out on that, Sergeant Slaughter was there and realizing that, Wait a minute. If it was, it was the second to last one. It was the second to last yeah, one. Yeah. They had to go. They had to go for someone else. I can't remember who they were going for. They were going for someone else, but the very last one. 
but Sergeant Slaughter was there. And it was hilarious how everybody is shooting, and Mindbender is on the radio like saying, Don't shoot him! Don't shoot him! Don't damage the merchandise! Don't damage the merchandise! It was hilarious. And now is the one time when we all not G.I. Joe Cobras, because, you know, their shooting was never always on par. This is the one time they've been purposely told, Don't shoot properly. Or shoot properly, because you know you're not going to hit him. Just don't damage him. I need him in one piece. It was hilarious. I uh, it was. That's why I said that the stormtrooper, stormtroopers are probably <laughs> descendants of Cobra soldiers back in the day. Facts. Facts. They all get him. Facts. Oh. Facts. But it was it, it was it was great because then I realizing I need I need someone to replace them and I realizing you know what I can take Sergeant Slaughter who's a great tactician he's a great warrior yes I will use him in that so again this is where Cobra Commander now comes to the point realizing like uh, everything's about to fall into place oh snap uh Scott Baron um listen I need a diversion um listen get me get me some you know what don't worry I got a plan and that as Barry was saying he basically went in and tried to foil the plans. By mixing uh, an, some type of component or, or basis of compound into Sergeant Slaughter's yep. uh, DNA solution. Right, right. Basically, at that point. And then, yes, as per, it went completely left. And then uh, the organism or the clone body turned into some kind of wild monster and started attacking. And. <laughs> Cobra Commander's like, oh snap! Oh, my man, let's see you, you, you ain't, you ain't doing right, man. You see, you, 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 you. Stop this whole thing, man! You, you're messing up. You're wasting so much resources in this. Stop it! Stop it now! I'm telling you, it, 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 it was part two. You go. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And from there on, you know, like, of course, um, they, they realize Scrap Iron is a mercenary to a certain degree. Yes. Um, he is a mercenary. He is a mercenary. At one point, Dr. Mindbender's like, I know my calculation's correct. And Destro's like, are you sure? He goes, are correct. And, you know, Scrap Iron's like, oh, yeah, your calculation's correct. But, you know, um, if you pay me a fee. Yeah, I can give an answer. Yeah. Here, I'll give you whatever. A million. A million. That was the hilarious part. I was realizing in my head, a million. I'll give you money. A million dollars. And I'm thinking, I'll give you a million dollars. A million serpentines, like thinking. Wow, so you can't even get American U.S. funds. We gotta pay you in serpentines. Like, how much? What's the exchange rate for that? I don't know, son. I don't. <laughs> it made me wait. Oh my! It was beautiful though. And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, this is what Cobra Commander has done." And it's like, "Oh, now we know." So when they're finally doing Serpentor in the cartoon, and they're finally doing everything, Cobra Commander shows up, takes the vial off, put the stuff in there, and then Destro stops him. It's like, oh, or the yes. like, oh, I don't think so. It's Destro, right? No, no, no. It was, it was Scrap Iron. It's Scrap Iron. He double-crossed him right there. You just grabbed him like that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, yeah, someone pay me better. I'm stopping. I'm stopping for the goodness of, of Cobra. Uh, yeah, this is for the betterment of Cobra. I'm not going to let you succeed. What? Double-cross for my own? Uh, that was the line. Double-cross for my what do you say? Double cross for my own double cross or something? I was like, right, right, right. Weak. Done. Weak. Come on. And, that's, and the thing is, after all that, he never got mad at Scrap Iron. He was like, okay, you yeah. double cross me for. I know where my team stands. There's no way. Exactly. There's no money. There's no ducats. Yeah. And, and of course, and then Cobra, oh, yeah, well, go ahead. Make your ultimate leader. You know what? And the Cobra Commander and, and by himself is like, well, you know what? Make your ultimate leader. I will be the one pulling the strings behind him. I'll play him like a patsy. <laughs> Right, right. I'm like, okay, good luck to you. Now, in a cartoon, Serpentor gets born, he gets mm -hmm. dead. He walks over, he's like, what's going on? I'm Serpentor. Ah, da, da. The whole intro, he walks over, he puts on his full snake outfit, air chariot, and then uh, Sergeant Slaughter's taunting him, saying, oh, it's easy to fight with no man in chains. It's like, what kind of man are you? It's like, you know, macho man crap. Right. Get to Tesseron's going, and, and he's like, what? Release his chains. It's like, no, Cobra Commander, what are you doing? I mean, no, Serpentor, what are you doing? It's like, I'm not going to take anyone talking to me that way. I'll fight him. Chain. I'll fight him one on one. Uh, uh, and he yeah. jumps off his chariot, and the tombs start going to blows. Hilarious. Now, all I remember is, you know, Dr. Mindbender turning around and saying, hey, man, um, you know, it's a shame we didn't have Sun Tzu's DNA. He doesn't, he's, he's, we didn't have Sun Tzu's DNA. We're lacking the patience of Sun yes. Tzu. Yes. This is why we needed him because he doesn't have any patience. Sun Tzu had great patience. That's what we're missing to put this whole mix together and make the proper, the, the perfect Cobra Emperor. But he's winning. And sure well, enough, you know, like, 
doctor, you know, uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter gave him a couple of blows. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, you know, Cobra Commander is like, doesn't seem that Cobra Emperor is doing all that great. It's like, <gasps> as he goes back and he gives like some thumpings. He gave right. five across the eyes multiple times to Sergeant Slaughter. So here, here's, here's a part they even add in on that. Before they even went to that final blow type of fighting is that, um, uh, what was it? Des- not Destro, sorry, Cobra Commander. Uh-huh. Kind of going to what you were saying. I thought you were going to say that part. So when Cobra, when he, when, um, Sopranto put on his outfit, Sopranto, I mean, Cobra Commander came to him and said, listen, um, listen, um, you're, you I know you're, you're, you're the figure, you're, you know, you're just going to be the figurehead. Don't worry about it. Leave everything to me. I know I'm pulling the, pulling the strings. I'll make all the big heavy decisions. I'll be doing all the heavy liftings for you. Don't worry. You just, you just be the front man for everybody. That's basically, and Sopranto's like, is that what you think? <laughs> just dashed Cobra Commander to the side. Flick him across what, the room. What, what's going on? What do you mean? Like, I don't answer to no one. I'm Serpentor. This I command. So now, Cobra Commander realizing, oh, snap, my plan is backfiring. Uh, uh, so now, Sergeant Slaughter is chained up against the wall. All you see is Cobra Commander kind of like hummels away over to the side of <laughs> of the wall where uh, Sergeant Slaughter is, and I say, listen, um, again, Cobra Commander slides, he got the slide tongue, he's like, okay, listen, Joe, I know we don't, we don't see things eye to eye. Yes. I mean, I know we don't see things eye to eye, but, um, if I let you go, uh, you, you're gonna let me go, you're not gonna hurt me, right? We got a deal? Yeah, we got a deal. Let him go, and those two start, then, then, Sergeant Slaughter and Sopranto are having one one fight. But the, what you do is a second fight. But during that fight, he took off his chains and he starts swinging around. Right, right. And hit. Um, oh no, sorry. My the whole reason why I'm saying this is because he got the DNA. They got, they got the DNA for Sergeant Slaughter, but they never used it because before he um, before he he actually infused him. Because in my head, the whole time, Sergeant Slaughter, you will never use me. I will never go against Joes. I will never go against oh, the Joes. Yes, right. and, and, and he broke the vial. So he broke the vial. So in my head, that's the reason why, because you reminded me when you said that he doesn't have the patience of uh, two sons, Sun Tzu. So which would have been kind of like the replacement. Sergeant Slaughter was supposed to replace that. So because he doesn't even have that, so at least now, because in my head, I'm watching all this, I'm thinking, I can't remember... Are you really telling us that Sergeant Slaughter is has the DNA in? Are they gonna allow that? Are they gonna really allow that to happen? Right. So at the last second, bam, he hit the vial. So he's so technically, in all actual respect, Sergeant Slaughter is not any none of his DNA has been contributed to the creation of, of right. No, no, no. But it was right to the very end. Because I was looking at the notes, I'm like thinking, wow, how how would Sergeant Slaughter feel realizing that technically, my son. Mm, it's going against Joe, my brother. It's going against Joe's. No, no, he was so adamant not to, so they made sure they wrote that, wrote him out, so he didn't have to. But that then he got like a vision, Simon and Simon, you know, Wonder Man kind of thing. Facts. Wow. Facts. So they slept. They slipped out. They just exit stage right on that one as quick as possible. But then he got bounded again, and then some. Last that boy's name, Cobra Commander said, "Oh, at least you just make, you know, uh, just uh, don't, don't, don't kill me." Kind of scenario. Cool. Then they fought. It's it's hilarious. There's so many battles. Yo, those guys were giving thumps across the building. That's it, it was it was wonderful because you see, Sergeant Slaughter was giving him licks. Sopranos was giving him licks, and the biggest joke is that they went throughout the whole compound, wherever it was Mindbender's laboratory was, ended up going down the hall. Breaking down walls. I'm like thinking, listen, how many, how, how strong are the structures of, of the Cobra base that you can literally pick up the man, super soldier, serum, I understand. But man, he's just broken through, broken through solid concrete walls. Then he's going down the hall, fighting back to here, another room, another room, then to the control room. But I digress. Yeah, but that's it was hilarious. They were inside a, a large version of the Cobra Terra Dome. That was where their base was. Right. And they yes. it from the base inside the, the, the lab. Then that down the hallway. And then, of course, you got Zartan, Zarena, and Xandor all talking. And Xandor's like, I really can go for some action. It's been boring around here. Boom! Boom! Sergeant Slaughter's running through the door. Wait, wait, I'm coming to you! 
And then actually you see, like, you know, Serpentor coming on his air chariot, shooting at him. And then, you know, everyone's running, and everyone keeps pushing them to the ground, right? So they get pushed to the ground by Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Pushed to the ground by Serpentor. <laughs> pushed to the ground by Destro, Baroness, and Dr. Yeah, Mindbender. Mindbender, yeah. And then they're on the floor finally, and who's walking by whistling with his hands behind his Walking back? by. Walking. Cobra Commander. And they're like, what's going on? It's like... It's your new Cobra leader! <laughs> and it's just walking. Doo, doo, doo. Hey, how y'all doing? You guys are on the floor? Okay, yeah, let's go see this fight. Yeah, let's go. Let's so go. This fight started on the inside, got to the outside, and that was such a great introduction mm-hmm. lead up for this character. Like the five part lead up for this character in the car in the cartoon was great. The comic book, how Larry Hama did it for issue 49, double size issue 50 for G.I. Joe. Uh, of course, 50 is a monumental um, issue number. And then going forth, like that for any comic. Great how he put the Serpentor around. Now, here, here's my thing though. A lot of people, and I can't, I was trying to find the person who actually created Serpentor, like the actual toy maker. I know it's Hasbro, but it was a particular guy at Hasbro that kind of came up with the concept. And I'm still going to reference his number or his name. I'm going to find it somewhere. It's harder to find than anything else. But, and I have to say this I looked at this, and regardless of who made Serpentor, mm. it was influenced. Oh. By another actor. This actor once again has influenced the bad guys of my childhood, which <laughs> I enjoy the most. So let's give some flowers to my homeboy, uh, James Earl Jones. You're right? James Earl Jones, that's right, was the voice wow. of Darth Vader. From the 1977 movie up to re- just recently, and he just recently retired from doing mm-hmm. it. But James' old voice was, you do not know the power of the dark side. Right? Ooh, okay. I am your father. Yes. Because a lot of times, and that, that's it. So James Earl Jones was the influence partially. He was one out of four people behind Darth Vader. He was the mm-hmm. voice. Right. Because they had three other actors doing different roles for Darth Vader. So that's one. But James Earl Jones did a movie, Conan the Barbarian. And in yes. there, he played a character called Thelsa Doom, which was all a snake-themed cult that he had going on that he was a head of. And he wore uh, robes, and at one point he had like a serpent head that he was able to turn into a serpent head. Thelsa Doom, James Earl Jones, and this was him playing the role, not voicing it. It was him. They gave him a perm, so he had a Cat Williams perm, but he was bulkier. And, and, and Thelsa Doom, and the creator... The toy creator, not the company, and the person that made the idea of Sepentor turned around and said, I was influenced by that performance by James wow. Jones as Thelsa Doom to make a Cobra leader because he was leading a cult. He was dealing with a serpent thing, mm-hmm. snake thing. I goes, I like the snake theme. So James Earl Jones <clears throat> gets a lot of recognition for one, but maybe not enough for the other. Facts. Right. Okay, uh, thank you, James Earl Jones. You know, indirectly, he was a cre- the creator, the influence. He's not a creator, but the influence mm-hmm. for Serpentor. So let's recognize that Thanks. and give that man his flowers. Thanks. And a lot of times, when you're looking at villains, villains in the past were always disfigured or they were meek and emotions. They were cool looking. And right. so Star Wars came around, in my opinion, and maybe other properties just before where they made cool-looking villains. Every time you saw a villain, you're like, ah, okay, you always want to get the heroes out of the playset. Right. You never got the villain. You got the villain the odd time because, you know, maybe someone's grandparents said, oh, this is what they would like, and that's the only toy that's available because everyone <laughs> bought the main hero. Let's be real. If you got grandparents, you know, your parents bought you Superman. Your aunts and uncles bought you the Superman playset, and then maybe your grandparent, not knowing okay about playsets and toys, just knowing you want something Superman, they buy the one that has the most stock on the shelf, and that's Lex Luthor. What? <laughs> Back in the day, and you're like, I got Superman, I got, I got, uh, you know, Superman's fortress, and Lex Luthor. Um, okay, well, of course, this day and age, you look at it and it's like, well, anyone that bought the Lex Luthor figure is probably worth more than a Superman figure because <coughs> it's rarity. So, you know. That's- it's just full circle. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Darth Vader was a cool villain. Yep. Everyone looked at Darth Vader like like that black suit. People wanted to buy Darth Vader. Just <laughs> like people wanted to buy Sepentor, mm-hmm. the Cobra Emperor. 
Hasbro Hasbro Pulse came out and redid the figure under G.I. Joe Classified line. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can buy him with the whole chariot and he's a taller figure and all. Beautiful. Well done. But the influence is there. So cool looking villains. Either way, this villain, you know, he, he led from the forefront. He led right. from the line. He was out there fighting, you know, Cobra. He didn't lead from behind like Cobra Commander did. Right. He was right there in the thick of it. Yeah. And his story goes on even further. So depending hmm. on which one you go, he formed another group that was seen as a cult within Cobra or another subgroup within Cobra called the Coil. And he has his whole, you know, beef going back and forth yeah, because he was part of the main thing, which was a Cobra Civil War that it divided Cobra versus the Coil on their own Cobra Island at one point. And it was a lot of political, political deals that were happening trying to say, okay, well, which side should the U.S. support, G.I. Joshua support, and blackmail? And at one point, a, a Cobra Black Box was, uh, sorry, not Cobra, a G.I. Joe Black Box was captured. It was, it was on the island from one of their planes, and they were fighting over it. So it was a lot of back and forth that actually caused the Cobra Civil War. And that mm-hmm. storyline was fire. It was fun to read, to see the two of them going back and forth. Cobra Commander trying to use political influence and Serpentor just being the ultimate tactician, blocking his soldiers, Cobra's Commander soldiers on every uh, way. You know, but of course, there was a lot of things. I mean, you know, we'll go over like in, not, in, in, a, in, in a nutshell, Cobra Commander at the time wasn't Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander was one of the uh, Crimson Guard because Cobra, the true Cobra Commander and Destro were trapped under the G.I. Joe pit base, collapsed. Everyone thought they were dead. Mm. This guy who was Fred Seven from the uh, Crimson Guard turned around and he was making Cobra Commander a new armor, para armor. He put himself in it and then made it, said he was Cobra Commander coming back. And only person that knew was Baroness. So Baroness is like, okay, I'll keep your secret, but I need you to do certain favors for me. And then until the real Cobra Commander showed back up and said, what are you doing? And it was like, uh-oh. You know, Zartan seemed to not see, and I say seem, he seemed to kill off Sepentor, but before Sepentor comes back because he was in a black box operation that was uh, underneath the pit. So the pit's underground for G.I. Joe, and that was underneath the pit. With... So he has a long-going story. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see more with the coil, but with everything with Sepentor doing, he was a pivotal character. Right. Only difference is with him, and I think it, some people like it, some people don't. So we go back to G.I. Joe the movie. We've talked about that a couple mm-hmm. episodes back. Yep. And G.I. Joe the movie, Serpentor was the gateway to bringing in new characters, which was Cobra Law. Right. Saying that Dr. Bellingbender didn't have this idea himself. It was Cobra yes. Law that put the idea in Cobra Command. Sorry, in Dr. Bellingbender's head. Yeah. Cobra Commander is from Cobra Law. He's not human. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the cartoon, they almost drop hints to him not being human at times where you see Destro walks in, sees him eating, and he goes, put your put your hood back on, Cobra Commander. I don't want to see you eat. He's like, oh, you don't like the look of my face. Ha <laughs> ha. But, you know, so it seems like maybe that might have been always an idea there. Right. Where in the comic book, he was always human. Right. Always human. Regardless of which one you like, <laughs> I still say is Serpentor, Serpentor. I mean, that air chariot, and they gave blueprints, functional blueprints, and all that could work. So, you know the show. Let's let's get right down to it. Rod, mm. I say G.I. Joe, live action. Sorry, I'm a little bit stuffy. Yep. Uh, G.I. Joe, live action or cartoon, however you want to do it. I want to see Serpentor. Here, let's fan cast it right now. Who would you want to fan cast as Serpentor, the Cobra Emperor? So I'm. I already got my person. So here's the scenario. I I want a live action. Right. I want a live action because we've we've had the anime. We had the cartoon. We have the anime. We have the cartoon. So we don't need to redo that right now. No. We could do that. You know what? After a live action, if if they want to do an updated one, if they wanted to do, if they wanted to do the same way like they're doing with X Men um, ninety, yes. not, when they want to bring that back eighty nine. Sorry, if you want to bring that back, perfect. But right now, I want a live action. Who I want as a yes. live action person yes. is, um, I'll put this little footnote. Currently, right now, there's stuff going on where there's the, the conversation that um, two particular characters were supposed to come together for a movie. And then due to some changes that happened in the back end, these two individuals are not coming together. This is um, Black Adam. And this is Superman. 
So I would like to have Henry Carvel. Carvel comes come in as him. Now here's 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 the twofold on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want to help out the Rock. The Rock wanted to get these two together. The Rock, you know him in the third personality, always want to get the two people together. So we got Roblox and Sepento in a movie. Wow. Right there. Wow. We can get we can get you right there. We can get you right there. Now, let's go to Henry. Now, this gentleman has been playing um he, he's played so many different characters True. that that you can you can clearly he can adapt to that. Listen, if we're gonna if we want if you want the 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 aggression and the forefront kind of person, the Witcher, we're, we're coming we're com- we're coming we're gonna we're, that's at the forefront right now. So ask me the forefront of the char- you know of of the characteristics I want. Um, I'm gonna also want I want all I want him to do. All I want him to do is pull the Mission Impossible. <clears throat> I just wanted to do a double punch. It's a Panther just comes out off the chariot. I'm gonna fight, fight Roblox or whatever it is, <clears throat> and just go into double pump mode. I'm like, I'm done. You got my money. You got my money. Take it, take it, and go. Take it and go. Listen, he he has he has the he has a smooth talkie again. You saw in the comic books, He's a smooth talker to um, the Baroness. That. We can we can we can go we can go with the Clark Clark type of scenario, but we can also go for the man from Uncle. Yes. He was a smooth talker. He was yes. a he was a smooth talker yes. in the man that from Uncle. Yes. Oh, that needs a sequel. Oh, that needs a yes. sequel. That needs a very a very serious sequel. Uh, shout out for that team. They need to come back with a second one on that one. Um, but again, there are certain characteristics that, and again, I want someone who's tall who has the build. But I want to. I want to at least try to to get that body frame of the animation. I'm. I'm I think I can really see Henry with the head, the headgear, the crawl, the 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 the, the, the tape. The, the uh, get us a flying his his flying um chariot chariot. Listen, I think I can. I can see that. I really. I think I can see that. Henry, yes. Henry with the flying chariot. I want to see him somehow put the flying chariot into the movie, and then I have to. I want. I want the a version of Sepento. Right, right, right. On the flying chariot. Yeah, that would. That to me, Henry Cavell would be my. um, With everything that's going on right now, um, let's put him into that universe. Let's put him into that universe. DC universe already. You notice hearing talk that he may be in a Marvel universe. Listen, we know. Well, we'll see. We, we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. They'll talk that they're they're trying to kind of you know they want to go that route. But listen, I mean the GI Joe, which is a GI Joe slash Transformer universe. If we can build on that as well, put him in there. Ooh, it's, okay. I think it's a wrap. I I like where you're going. I like I where you're going. Okay. I I tell thing about the roadblock aspect. That's really okay. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right. I can see that. I can see that. Because he's, yeah, I can definitely see that. All right. But of course, I'm going to go with my guy here. Yeah. Right? And and it still plays off to it. Now, how well would it work out with, let's say, still Dwayne Johnson as Roadblock? I think it'll be very interesting. You know? Uh, and I think the two of them will get along really well. Oh, you did not. Oh, yeah. Oh, I go, did. go. Oh, God. Wait a minute. Go. So, the guy I chose can go pound for pound with The Rock. He already has. Right? A lot of people compare the two together because they've all both gone the acting way. I'm going straight out. Dave Batista. Dave Batista as Serpentor. I, 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 he was on my he was on my shortlist. He was literally on my shortlist and I'm like Right? If you watched, you know, uh, that movie Onions, Knives Out or whatever. Yes. Onion, Knives Out. Right? If you remember from James Bond movies. I'm not even talking da- Drax in the James Bond movie. No, James no, no. Yeah, it's, it's not Drax. Yeah, it won't be a Drax. He'd be pulling another one. But yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I know. He wants to do more serious character acting. Yes. Serpentor has a range. You have to turn around and you have to capture the range of different leaders running around in your head to be slash super soldier slash cobra emperor. You're not going to be a pansy. You're not going to be a weak-willed person. No. 
you're going to have a journey. You're going to still have the flirtatious part there. You're going to have some humor that's going to be in there inadvertently, and you're going to be in an action movie full out. Now, I know he doesn't want to be in Marvel movies or plays, not Marvel movies. He doesn't want to play Drax anymore because right. the, the, the paint from head to toe was annoying him. So the way I look at it is the only time that he would have to get painted, air quotes, is when they're putting him in his body, right? Just paint him so his body doesn't have any of the tattoos showing. As soon as he puts on the armor, he's in his costume the rest of the time. Correct. All you see is his face. The face. rest of him is covered head to toe. That So he doesn't have to worry about being painted every single time. You come to work, mm-hmm. you put on your costume, you go. He has the face and the voice. I can see him saying, this I command. He's got that deep, grovelly voice. He can turn around and play yes. and try to pull off and do different things of when visually show him being Julius Caesar, visually show him being Vlad the Impaler, visually show him channeling certain aspects of different persons in there and giving them their own quirks. And then, of course, going back to one of the episodes of, um, I can't remember what it was called, but I think my greatest things or my greatest things where Sepentor was losing his identity and he wanted to find items that he had as his past self so he wanted to find like a battle hammer right um, you know an axe a sword you know things that would kind of help him you know uh, that would be interesting to see him at least have those in the background doesn't have mm-hmm. to do it let's not waste the story but have those in the background maybe in his throne room and have right. that, those things part of his throne room and what's that this is my sword when i was julius caesar and this is the sp- spear i used when i did this and, and have those already there but dave yeah. batista as the actor he's really getting sinking his teeth into he has the body he's got the look he's got the voice uh, you just put on the costume just give him the costume he's there now of course with him in the movie and you have Dwayne Johnson and he takes back the role as Roadblock and you have him in the movie and the two of them obviously are going to come face to face because Dave, you know, there's nobody Sergeant Slaughter. There's only one Sergeant Slaughter, so we're not going to, that actor won't be there. Maybe Sergeant Slaughter can make a cameo appearance mm-hmm. in the G.I. Joe movie, but he'd be more like how, um, how, how Joe was, how the character. Right, was General. Was. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis, right? Just be there to say, okay, this is Sergeant Slaughter, blah, 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 kind of tied in. Boom. But here's Roadblock. And then everyone's going to wait for the Roadblock. Sepentor throwdown. Yes. Just like they did with Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson in the Fast and Furious movie when he chased them and they had that fight in the warehouse. Everyone talked about it. You do it right, you got it. Don't kill him off. Put him in a classic costume. Dave Batista, and, and not just let Dave be, well, oh, he's a big guy in the costume. No, let him be the Cobra Emperor. Let him be intelligent. Let him right. be charismatic. Let him channel past people that his DNA came from and then get into it. Let him deal and really make him a smart character because Cobra Commander has always been kind of off-ish there in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let Cobra Commander try to backstab him, but he's the Cobra Emperor slash Super Soldier. Let him be that person with the air chariot. Dave Batista is my go-to for Serpentor. This I command. All right. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I, I I like I like I like I like your choice. I mean, either can work. Either can yeah. work. You look you're looking from both aspects of it. Both have both actors have the ability to to channel that. Uh, like I thought of Dave for a quick second, and right. I'm like, but I was I guess I was I, I just I, until the way you're explaining it out, I can I can it's, it it definitely is a, it definitely definitely can work. Definitely yeah. can work. You know, but, give him uh, another franchise movie, and if if it's only because this is the last yeah. Joe live action movie, this is the third one. You got to bring in Sepentor. If you don't bring in Sepentor, you fail the franchise. Facts. No, 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 hard facts. You don't have to do the Corbola. We won't get to there. You no, don't no, have no. to bring that up. That's a that's a whole arc by itself. You want to do number four or five? Fine, we'll do that later on. Right now, I will just say, yeah. If they do, you decide to you know give it another another shot. Do number three. Throw in um, Sepentor. Because now you're going to right now. Now we're going from the we're going from the villain side of things because bring the first the bad guys. bring on the bad guys. But that's I'm, I'm, like, I'm literally trying to go through. I'm going through because second one was definitely the heroes. They're on their own. They've been you know 
the here uh, the the villains yes they took over the country type of scenario but it was more or less from the the viewpoint of Roblox Flint and Lady J um or Scar no was it was it Scarlet or Lady no Lady was it Lady J right Lady Jane I think Lady Jane that was her character no it was Scarlet no it was Scarlet uh, either way, no, either way, Lady J, Lady J. Yeah, either, either, either way. But it was more or less from that. Yeah, still Lady from J. that. Sta- it was still from that standpoint. It was still from the Joyce, the Joe standpoint. Right. I would say I fully agree. Let's do GI Joe. Uh, you did the Rise of Cobra. That was that one. Um, I don't know how you will name it. Maybe don't say some Penthor in there, but let him be a character in there. But this one will come from the standpoint of of uh, of Cobra. They've been defeated. They're doing the same thing with the storyline. They're being defeated so many times. It's like, listen, we, we need a win. We need a win. We need some kind of crazy idea. And then let's go. Now, is Mindbender, is Mindbender in the movie, in the movie? Yeah, know. he Look. was in the first one. He was played by the actor who played, uh, Robin, so to speak, um, from the Batman, the Dark Knight Returns there. He was also, uh, Jason Gordon, uh, Lev- uh Jason Gordon Levitt. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Remember, yes. he started off as Dr. Mindbender. So, no. No, no, no. Mindbender, sorry. He was there, but Mindbender was in the bunker, but Mindbender got killed. Right. Correct. Right. They can always bring him back. Come on. You can always say, oh, they faked it. Yeah, yeah. Come on. They, they, or there's a new Dr. Mindbender. They, there's ways around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 could, they could do that. So, okay, no. So, they did bring him in there. So, we can bring him back. Or, you know, we'll bring him back. We'll bring him back, you know. So he wasn't in the second one. That's why he wasn't in the second one. Yeah, exactly. But at least have have the idea that he basically come up with the idea, and we're going to we're going to you know we're going to rob all the graves of all these great leaders, and just basically let's let's do some high tech futuristic Georgian type of ideas, like stuff that you realize this is pure comic book cart. This is more comic book storyline that you're coming from. Of course, let's you know, be real, right? And if they were able to bring back Hand from Fast and Furious, they can bring back Dr. Mindbender. When they said, oh, he died, they could say, oh, I lied and I was working on a secret project. I see Cobra Commanders got captured. I have a way to give you guys the ultimate leader, super soldier, to win. I just need, you know, the, the regular science community won't supply me, uh, supply right. me, support me, and I'll give you right. guys results. Okay. I'm, I'm working on the fig- I've been working on the figures all this time. I, I Same like the movie. I had the dream after. I had this crazy vision of doing all this. So it took me all this time. I was in. I was underground, coming with the figures. Now that you know Cobra is back up and running, kind of scenario. Okay, I got a. I got a something that we can do. That we can take out the Joes and get back and get this country under us. Bam. Done. That would deal, right? Done deal. Woo. Oh man, that's yeah. That works. works. Yeah. yeah, that works. Uh, hey, all right. So, like, Rod, any last notes on this one? Um. Listen, it. Serpentor is a character that, um, when he was created or he was added on to the G.I. Joe franchise, he was to, again, bring in new characters, but he was to give you the different type of vision of a leader from being, uh, you know, leading from the back, he's leading from the front. This is what Cobra needs. Yeah. So I like that type of mindset, and we're basically saying, listen, if you're going to be the, a secret terrorist organization, you need to like you need to be like going all the way to the wall. You need to be like saying like no hold bars. I'm going in. So Penthor was giving you that type of characteristics of of that type of character. He was that type of individual. So I would say, yeah, this is a good one that we could that could be used, brought in, and just basically like say, why not? Why not? It can work. Absolutely, I I agree with that 100. percent I think. You know, that I feel that Serpentor is a character that's been looked over, got to come into the live action movies. And I mean, if you want to see more of what we had to say about Serpentor and uh, Cobra Commander, mm. go back to one of our classic episodes. I'll actually tag it below where we talked about G.I. Joe, the movie, and we had our fun with that one. And, you know, I kept singing the song. You're all lucky my voice is a little bit off today. <laughs> uh, can't get enough of that theme song, yeah. you know. And I want to do one quick thing before we head out here. Um, mm. I know there's a couple of podcasts that follow us, so I want to shout them out real quick. And one of them really is uh, Wrestling World, because we are wrestling fans. So Wrestling World Podcast, you can find him on Good Pods. Look him up. Uh, you know, this guy's name is Austin uh, Austin Boyer, and he follows us, and he shouts us out. So I wanted to return the favor to Austin. Nice. Thank you very much. Austin. We, we appreciate you, you know, and everything you're doing on the Good Podcast, uh, the Good Pods site, and shouting us out and sharing it. And, and, you know, for all podcasters, there's enough 
out there for everybody in the world to listen to and appreciate. So wanted to give you your flowers, so to speak, sir. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Shout I spoke to him you. at the get go when he started up that group and he's been nice. growing ever since. So nice. I, nice. I do enjoy what he's doing and he hit his hundredth episode. So nice. Congratulations. Congrats. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. Shout out to you, man. Shout yeah, out to you. Keep it up, man. Keep it up. I love what he does. Comes mm. up with episodes weekly. So look for him on Good Pods. Once again, that's Wrestling World. Wrestling World. Uh, Austin Boyer on Good Pods. And on that note, mm. keep in mind that this whole world. Oh, hey, before I forget, like, subscribe, and share. Rate and review. Thank you very much, people. It, we're a little bit out of practice. Okay. Speak. Um, keep that in mind. And remember, this whole world was started by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on doing we this, this I command. This I command. Uh, through the night. Be- okay, yeah, okay, we're good, we're good. Oh, yeah, bring back the coil. <laughs> Where's my flying chariot? Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, gosh. With gas prices these days, I need a flying chariot. All right. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. That'd be a lot. That's a lot of money right there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be safe. <laughs> Watch out for the trees! <laughs>